Joy is your compass. Yeah, you all look beautiful this morning. Could it be because it is National Maple Syrup Day? Anybody love some maple syrup? Thank you. Funny, when we first got married, you find that you have different likes and you buy two of a lot of stuff that you don't need to be buying two of. One of those was maple syrup. Because I grew up with the cheapest maple syrup you could find at the grocery store, and that's what I was used to, and I loved it. Pastor Marlin bought the expensive 100% pure maple syrup that was like three times my cheap stuff, but that's what he loved. So we would buy two maple syrups, and I, I was stubborn and would refuse to try it because, you know, I'm cheap. And I was like, no, I don't want to try it because I don't want to like that expensive syrup. I want to like my cheap syrup. But seven years later, here we are today, and I have pure maple syrup only in my house. So we're celebrating National Maple Syrup Day. Amen? Counting my blessings, this one was very easy this morning because I get the privilege of honoring and giving a huge happy birthday to one of my besties. Kristen Santos, who's sitting in the front row. And I could go on and on, so I'm going to try to keep this short and not cry because she, Kristen and I met um, at church 14 years ago at an airport on our way to Haiti. Kristen and her family had already been members of the church, and my daughter and I had just started coming. We had only been um, here for a few months and was already on our way to Haiti with Pastor Troy and four teenage girls, five teenage girls and Kristen and I. We were the only two adults. Poor Pastor Troy. (laughs) I didn't even know him, you know, but we just, my daughter had a heart to want to do this. So that was when we met. Uh, 14 years ago, and we have shared some wonderful, fun memories ever since. Um, We have stayed close and best friends, and uh, I would say I have laughed more with her than I've probably in my entire life, and I'm not going to demonstrate, but she knows before I say it that our, our most fondest memory was learning how to exercise to the 80s video. We'll just leave it there. We'll just leave it there. Kristen has been so faithful, so faithful to this church, so faithful to all of us. She has, she has been here at Whitcliffe from the beginning. She has seen many come and go. She has played and sung, played her guitar and sung by herself on this stage many, many times, and then get up and leave and go to Valley View and serve the Lord there. I know her struggles, and she knows mine. We have held each other accountable on many occasions. And many times she came up here, and she worshipped, thinking she was unworthy. And never once were you unworthy. Because the presence of God that you carry, when you come up here, no matter how you feel about yourself, you come up here and you worship God. That presence is seen by everybody. And we are so grateful for you. We are so thankful. And I am so thankful that God brought you to my life. So, happy birthday. 
Let's do our declaration. We always want to declare to the Lord his word that he has given us. 3 John 2, Father God, I thank you that I prosper in all things and in health, even as my soul, mind, will, and emotions prospers. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) Thank you for your presence, Lord. Thank you for your love, the joy, the peace the acceptance, the forgiveness that is right here and right now. Father God, we thank you for the truth of your word, Lord, and I pray that you open the eyes of our hearts and our spirits to receive your truth, to hear your word, to breathe it in and let it just penetrate deep down and remind us when we need to be remember, when we need to remember your word and glorify you in it, in Jesus' name. Amen. I got to tell you, though, I got to give it up for my husband because this man is so unashamed and bold that he came to church in that sweater. (laughs) He will do anything for Jesus. He will be Santa Claus yesterday when many people said no, he will do it. And then come here and just rock it out in that girl sweater. I just love him. He's so good. I love him. The other day, I was (laughs) reading... I can't even take myself serious right now. I'm going to try not to, try not to look down and look, just stay focused. Uh, the other day when I was studying, you know, just reading the Bible, I, was, I came across the, uh, a scripture about glory, which is not unusual because glory is throughout the Bible, hundreds and hundreds of scriptures about glory. But this particular time, I just, I just sat on it for a minute. For some reason, it just stood out to me. And I just started... You know, not out loud, but just within my spirit, just saying glory, 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 glory. Wow, how beautiful the glory of God is. And then the scripture about Moses asking God to show him this glory came to my mind. And so then I started thinking about that again to myself. Just, wow, Moses asked for you to show him your glory. Show me your glory. And then a song came to me, and I started to sing this song by Bon Jovi, (laughs) Blaze of Glory. I'm going down in a blaze of glory. Come on, somebody. Take me now, but know the truth. Then I started thinking about the movie that the song was written for. Don't act like you ain't never done that when you've read the Bible or you're in prayer and your mind just goes somewhere else. You know that happens to you too. So now I'm starting to start thinking about Young Guns and Billy the Kid and Emilio Estevez shooting his way out. And I was like, oh no, I'm supposed to be reading my Bible about glory. <laughs> we will be back in, God. Okay, your glory, your glory. And then I really started to think, wow, there is such a huge difference in our glory, like the song, and God's glory, which birthed this message on glory. Let's go to Exodus 33. 
about where Moses asks God to show him his glory. And to give you a little background first before we go into the scriptures I want to read, is at this time, the Israelites were in the wilderness. God had delivered them from Egypt, from slavery, and he had given them the promised land, but but they are not there yet. So they're in the in-between. They're not where they were as slaves, but they're not yet in the promise. So they're in the in-between. And then God, um, he makes this covenant with them and tells them, before you get to the promised land, the land that's flowing with milk and honey, what that means, it's the land that has all the provision you need, everything you need, I have waiting for you there. And before you get there, I'm going to drive out the enemy, all the Jesuits, all the Hittites, Canaanites, all those ites are going to be gone before you get there. But I'm not going with you. Because you're stiff-necked, because you're stubborn, because you're rebellious. Because if I were to go with you, the Bible says, God said, I might consume you. So I'm not going with you. And then we find Moses. Moses takes his tent and he pitches it outside the camp, away from all the other million Israelites, to meet with God. And the Bible says that God put a pillar of cloud on the outside of the entrance of Moses' tent and he went in and spoke with him. And let's pick up at verse 15. Verse 15 says, Then he said, Moses said to God, If your presence does not go with us, do not bring us up from here. So the Lord said to Moses, I will also do this thing that you have spoken. For you have found grace in my sight, and I know you by name. Moses said, please show me your glory. Then God said, I will make all my goodness pass before you. I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious. I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. But he said, you cannot see my face, for no man shall see me and live. And the Lord said, but here is a place by me. And you shall stand on the rock, and so it shall be while my glory passes by, that I will put you in the cleft of the rock, and will cover you with my hand while I pass by. Then I will take my hand, I will take my hand, and you shall see my back, but my face shall not be seen. Show me your glory. Moses said, Show me your glory. And it's such an important request for you and me because if Moses asked for it so can you and me and God gave it to Moses he'll give it to us so it's important that we know what is the glory of God that Moses asked for what is God's glory and honestly I don't think anyone including myself, can truly stand up here and define the glory of God. Because that's the magnitude and how awesome his glory is. I mean, God is is, is in a class all by himself. His glory is one of a kind. But for me to, to truly understand the glory of God, I had to start with his holiness. Because the Bible says the holiness is who God is. 
That's who he is that no one else is. It, it can't be improved upon, and it can't be imitated. God's holiness. The quality of his perfection. In Isaiah uh, 6.3 is where we find the angels crying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. They said, holy, holy, holy is the Lord. The Lord is holy. And then next they say, and the earth is full of his glory. So the earth is full of his glory, of his holiness. The glory of God is the manifest beauty of his holiness. The glory of God is the manifest beauty of his holiness. It is the visible manifestation of the fullness of his attributes, of who he is, of who he is. The word glory here means weight, heavy. So Moses' prayer is literally, God, show me the full weight of your glory, of your holiness. His glory is his holiness on display for you and I to apprehend. Moses said, show me your glory. So why was Moses, I had to ask myself this next. Okay, so we know the glory of God is the visible manifestation of his holiness, of the fullness of his attributes. But why was Moses asking for it? Because at this time, Moses has already saw some stuff. Moses has witnessed God. I mean, Moses, Moses was standing on holy ground. Do you remember that? Moses was standing on holy ground. Moses saw Egypt overtaken by flies and frogs. I mean, Moses took, God took Moses' staff and he turned it into a snake. That already happened too, right? Moses saw a burning bush not burn, right? Moses saw the Nile River turn to blood. All of this. Moses saw God part the Red Sea and a million of people walked across it. And then as soon as the enemy came, they all drowned. He witnessed all of this. So why is he asking to see the glory of God? Moses knew there was more. <laughs> Moses knew God was more than his power, even more than his presence. Moses wanted an intimate knowledge of God. Moses wanted to know God the person. Isn't that beautiful? Do you want to know God the person or just his power? Do you want to know God the person or just his presence? Do you want to know the glory of God and all of his goodness that passed before Moses? I do. I do. The reality, the only reality that could ever satisfy that sense of wonder is the fullness of God's glory. Moses said, show me your glory. We can ask for it, just like Moses did. Just ask for it. It should be our number one prayer request every day. Show me your glory. Look at Ephesians. I love this prayer by Paul. This is another uh, a good prayer on asking for the glory of God. 
Ephesians 1, 17 and 18 says, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. You are the saints. Ask for it, and then look for it. Did you see all of those examples that Moses got to see? In Exodus 24, it says, in verse 17, it says, the sight of the glory of God was like a consuming fire on top of the mountain that the Israelites got to see. They saw the glory of God as a consuming fire. Look for it, and then walk in it. 2 Corinthians 3.18, you get to walk in it, church. But we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of God, you have the glory of God, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. Ask for it, look for it, walk in it. God said yes. God's answer to Moses was, I will. I will. I will make all my goodness pass before you. He did it then, and he will do it now. It was his will to show Moses, and it is his will to show us his glory today. We can expect to see the glory of God. That is his nature, the character, his power, his presence, his provision. Every attribute of God is good. That is all of his goodness. Do you know Moses knew he couldn't continue to lead that rebellious people without the full glory of God? I mean, Moses has already lost his temper once. Remember, he smashed the stones, you know, because he's human. He knew there was more. He knew there was more. Show me your glory. Every time Pastor Marlon and I, we FaceTime with our granddaughter Gianna, who's two and a half, she loves to take the phone and she will just walk around and look at me. Let me show you this. Let me show you this. Let me show you this. Look at me. Let me, me. And then she'll get to, I want to see. I want to see. Show me, pop up. I want to see. She'll even ask to see her room that she's been to our house how many times and she wants to see her toys just to make sure they're there. She'll say, show me my toys. I want to see Gigi. And she talks to the third person. I want to see Gigi's toys. Show me Gigi's toys. Show me your glory should be the number one prayer request. God said, yes, but you cannot see my face for no man shall see my face and live. Can you imagine that? The Bible calls God an unapproachable light. The the power of God and the glory of God is so remarkable and so bright that if you look upon him, you will die. See, we can't, on a nice, sunny, hot day, we cannot go outside and literally just stare into the sun. Even though the sun is 90 million miles away, we can't go out there and just stare into it. But if we turn sideways, 
we still reap all the benefits of the sun. Isn't that beautiful? We still see and get the benefits of the sun, just like the Father. See, the sun, S-U-N, is the manifestation of God's glory. And the sun, Jesus, is the manifestation of God's glory. Amen? We have to glorify God. We know the glory of God. We can ask for the glory of God. And then we glorify God. Because God communicates his glory through his creation. Look all around you. Through you and I, his image bearers. And then we are to glorify him in return. And we know how to glorify some people. We know how to glorify some people. I mean, just the other day, I was glorifying the calves as I was watching them, right? Like, come on. We know how to glorify some people. Anybody in here, because I, I, I love sports, so we're going to stick with the NBA. Anybody in here who ever went to an NBA game when Michael Jordan was playing, it didn't matter what team you went to see, you went to see Michael Jordan. Because he is the goat of basketball. And, and so it doesn't matter who you were rooting for, you were glorifying some Michael Jordan because he was the best. Now, when he tried out to do baseball, not so much. Wasn't nobody glorifying him then because he was limited in his glory. But see, God's not limited. God has no limits. God's, God is the goat of everything at all times. He is the best. He is one of kind. God doesn't need you to give him glory for him to be glorious. He doesn't need you to glorify him for him to be glorious. He doesn't develop into glory. You get that? God doesn't develop into glory. See, Michael Jordan wasn't born the best basketball player. He had to develop. He had to develop into it and grow into it. And he's not the best basketball player today. He can't go out there and play and beat everybody like he used to because our glory fades. But God wasn't born glorious. He already was. He wasn't born. He was glorious from the beginning to the end, from from forever to forever, from eternity to eternity. God is glorious. He chose to manifest his glory through us, through his creation. As the world is screaming, God, we were created to glorify him. In case you didn't know why you were here, Isaiah 43, 7 tells it plainly. Everyone who is called by my name, who I have created for my glory, I have formed him. Yes, I have made him. And how we glorify God is just like Jesus. How Jesus glorified him. In John 17, 4, Jesus said, I have glorified you on the earth. I have finished the work which you have given me to do. 
That's how we glorify God, by living for him, by finishing the work that he has given us to do. We are here in the image of God, created in his image, to reflect back to him his glory. We are created in the image of God to reflect back to him his glory. So if you are not living for the glory of God, then you must not know your purpose. If you think you know your purpose and it is not for living for God, not for living to glorify God, then that is not the purpose God has for you. Every day, we should be asking ourselves, today, Lord, what can I do today to glorify you? How can I reflect your glory today in this season of life, in this chaos, in this pain, in this hurt, in in this sickness? Does it matter? All of that can still bring glory to God. When you choose, when you choose to let it, when you choose to let your life do that, to reflect his glory. Moses said, don't send us if you're not going with us. The promised land, everything that they could ever want, but Moses is saying, I don't want it if you don't go with us. What would you do? When you've prayed and prayed for that one thing, maybe that one person, and God said, okay, If that's what you want, I will bless you with that, but I'm not going with you. Would you still want the blessing over the presence? Would you still want the blessing over the presence? Are you hungry for God, for his glory or the blessing? Do you remember the story of the ten leopards? Lepers, Jesus saw them on the road as he, was, as he was going, and he stopped to heal them. And they went off. And one, though, came back when they really realized his healing. He came back, and he bowed before Jesus, saying, glory to God. Thank you. Yeah. He was a Samaritan. He wasn't even a Jew. He wasn't even a believer. And Jesus said, wait. Wasn't there 10? Why why is only one come back? And and you're a foreigner. You're you're not even a Jew. What happened to the other nine? Because they were too busy enjoying their blessing. Then to give the glory to the blesser. God only feeds hungry people. He will only feed hungry people and he will only show his glory to those who want to see it. When you desire the blessing of God more than the presence of God, you have made the blessing an idol. Hmm. We could actually have a blessing that we make an idol when that value is more than his presence. Have you ever had that jaw-dropping moment 
where you were just in awe of the glory of God. Sometimes you have to look for it. Sometimes it is more obvious. And I did. When I was doing this message, it didn't take long for me to realize what mine was when I asked God. I was like, God, when was the first jaw-dropping moment where I was totally in awe of your glory? And he reminded me when I was uh, 11, about 11 and a half, and my parents had um, just gotten saved, and we were at the pastor's house, and, and my childhood was very dark. It was very dark. And I just, loved, I just loved Jesus. You know, whatever I knew of Jesus, I knew he was good. And I remember hearing the pastor in front of me. It was just in their house, and she was speaking in tongues. And I was just like, wow, what is going on? And, but I saw so much good in, in whatever it was that she was saying. Like, I was so drawn to it. I was so hungry for God. I needed God. I, I was just longing for more. I knew he could save me. At the time, I only thought it was saving me physically from the darkness. And the pastor, she looked at me, and she said, do you want this? And I said, yeah, what is it? And she told me briefly about the Holy Spirit. And she told me that it is available to anyone who believes and is hungry for it. I said, I'm that person. And then she started to pray for me right there in her house. She told me, open your mouth. Don't be quiet. Just start praising him. Just start thanking him. Just start saying Jesus if you don't know what else else to say. And I don't know how long it was, church. But then I started to speak in my prayer language at 11 and a half years old. I didn't know the, the, the value so much at that time. I knew what it did for me at that time. I knew how it changed me. But I didn't know the fullness. Because see, the worst for me had yet to come. I had no idea what I was about to face. But what the glory of God and the Holy Spirit did for me, it gave me a security, a courage to be bold at such a young age that I had never had without it. I had never had without it. Because see, at that point, the world couldn't take him away from me. The enemy, nothing the enemy could physically say or do could take him away from me. Because I saw and received the glory of God. He feeds hungry people. Let's all stand. Stand with me. Are you hungry? Just like um, the song, going back to the blaze of glory. If you went out, as the song says, in a blaze of glory, if that's how you left this world, you might inspire a couple of people. If you went out, your last 
moments here on earth in a blaze of glory in some tremendous fearless act some might remember that that may be what they remember about you every day in the blaze of his glory. I want to be engulfed in the flames of his glory. I want my life to reflect back his glory. Not when I leave, but as I live. Amen. Father God, all glory belongs to you. Your holiness is who you are. It cannot be imitated. It can't be improved upon because that is you. Your providence, your presence, your power, your provision, all your goodness is who you are. And you chose to demonstrate your glory through your creation and through us, those who bear your image. Show us your glory. Father God, I pray that it is the constant prayer on your children because you desire to show your glory. You desire to show your glory. You said, I will. I will show us your glory. And God, we glorify you in all that we do. For we were created. Our purpose is to glorify you. In everything that we do, everything that we say, everywhere that we go, even in the silence, even in time even when we're alone we are to glorify you I pray God that you would help us to not miss your presence not to miss the beauty of your holiness all around us we thank you we are grateful for your glory and I pray God that for each and every person that they receive a jaw-dropping moment, Lord, where they say, oh my goodness, that was the fullness of God's glory. We want to know you, the person. We value your presence more than the blessing. We worship you and you alone, Lord Jesus. We love you. Amen. Amen. don't know what tomorrow or even five minutes from right now but if you were to meet Jesus in five minutes would your last five minutes be glorifying him or ourselves or a blessing you have an opportunity right now before you leave to make it about him if you 
know Jesus personally, if you have not experienced his, his love and forgiveness, it's available to you right now. He's already paid for it. It's, he's already paid for it. He wants to lavish you with his love, with his forgiveness, with his acceptance. If you want to accept Jesus into your heart, we will have our pastors up here to pray for you so that way it can be personal to you today. I feel like God wants you to be personal with you today to come up and pray with one on one and let the Lord talk to you as you receive him into your heart. We are always here to pray. We believe in prayer. We believe in the agreement of prayer. We believe that God hears and answers our prayers. His heart is for you. So we will be up here to pray for you. And please stay. Whether you brought something or not, we have so much food downstairs. God always multiplies. We don't run out. Please stay and come and join us. We're going to have some fun too. We may play. We have a, we have a, um, Pastor Monica has a game or two. And, you know, as Pastor Marlon has told on me many times, I love to give. So I might have a gift card or two. Thank you for joining us today. We love you. You are family. Please come back next week and and celebrate Christmas Eve with us in the morning here at Wycliffe and then again at 5 in Lorraine for our candlelight communion service because it's all about Jesus, right? We love you. Thank you for coming. God bless you. Live right, love everyone, and pray hard.